Well, uh, I mentioned before the break about a young couple who got themselves into a bit of, little bit of hot water. Um, their dream has turned into a bit of a nightmare. Um, they're first home buyers. Uh, there was a li- there's, there is a little loan known loophole in the rules surrounding the first homeowners grant. It saw them out of pocket by fifteen thousand dollars. They've been struggling. They're in the home. They settled it, obviously. Uh, so the you know they uh, overcame the difficulty, the financial difficulty, but uh, they've been scrambling to try and get their fifteen thousand dollars back. It uh, it came about through um, uh, a, a loophole that's not covered for uh, when the construction is on builder's terms. I'm going to find out what builder's terms are, but before we do that, uh, consumer watchdog and champion of the buyer and seller, Tim O'Dwyer, says this is a bit of disgraceful nitpicking, and he joins me. G'day, uh, Tim. I always, always can rely on you for coming up with a really nice turn of phrase, nitpicking. <laughs> I've been well trained on tabloid television, Kevin, <laughs> and tabloid radio. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you appeared on, I think, Current Affair uh, on this one too. Uh, what's the background, Tim? Um, it's a tragic story where a young couple did all the right things. They saw a house being advertised uh, as a new home. They got in touch with the real estate agent, um, checked out with the builder, had a solicitor, had a mortgage broker, and went ahead on the basis that they were going to buy this home and uh, get their $15,000 first home buyer's grant. About a week before they had to pay for the house, they discovered they'd been knocked back on the grant and quickly had to uh, scramble around to find the extra money, which they were able to, thank goodness. And they are now outraged, as I am, about this loophole, this nitpicking thing that the Office of State Revenue has come up with, what's essentially what I called a legal fiction. It, it, it came about because of, as I understand it, builders' terms, uh, which is where the builder and the owner of the land get together in almost like a, a joint deal, um, and then the, the funds are divided at settlement. Um, so effectively, the builder doesn't have to pay for the land, can just simply fund the construction of the building. It, it, am I correct there, Tim? Um, look, that happens sometimes, but m- mostly uh, builders sign a contract to buy a block of land from a developer. The developer gives the, the builder what's called builder's terms, which is a couple of months to pay for the land, but also allows the builder during that period to construct the house yeah. on the land. Early access, yeah. So, so yeah. the builder isn't out of pocket for the, for the land. That's right. And the developer has a nice house going up on the estate. So, so where's what? the loophole? I mean, it's a, new, it's a new home. Was the, the original transaction between the builder and the developer, is that deemed to be the first transaction? So it's not a new exactly. home. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's the nitpicking loophole, the, the legal crazy. fiction that, that the Office of State Revenue is relying on, and, and there's been a, a QCAT decision that's confirmed this uh, that says, and I'm just reading from their letter to this couple, that says, um, the home in question does not meet the statutory requirements for a new home as it has been previously sold as a place of residence. Now, what... That's nonsense. They, That's nonsense. Exactly, exactly. Kevin. You know, why can't sanity prevail in these things? Uh, I mean, that, that's been to court, and the courts have said the same thing. Tim, I just don't get it. It's crazy. 
Agreed. And I've been in touch since Kevin, uh, the, since the current affair with the Queensland Law Society, and I think they are going to be getting in touch with the uh, Real Estate Institute and hopefully the master builders and, and everyone else to start putting a, an awful lot of pressure on the government mm. to fix this up. And the way to fix it is to change the law and backdate the law. Yeah. So, Tim, Tim, what worries me is that there are people out there now, young, young people who are going out buying a, a home, and this could quite easily be the case for them too. They, they won't know about it until they come to settle. Is there something on the contract that would... Uh, is there a red flag that comes up? Should the agent know about it? Should the builder be able to disclose this? Well... Uh, part of what I, I said to a current affair, it didn't get reported on the show, but I, I've mentioned it since and, and, and during the interview, is that there's a nice question whether this couple and any other couple would have a right to make a claim in damages against their broker, their solicitor, the mm. builder and mm. the real estate agent for yep. a negligent misrepresentation. Well, you've put this across to the REIQ. Um, I'll take it up with Antonia Mercarella during the week as well. She could still be listening. She was on the show earlier. So we'll follow up on this, Tim. Thanks for raising it with us, mate. Thanks for making yourself available to talk about it this morning. All the best, Kev. If if we can make a crusade of this, because as you say, there's a a lot of young couples out there buying their first home who won't be aware of this. That's right. Neither will their agents or their solicitors. Good on you, Tim. Crusader Thanks, Tim. Yeah, yeah the uh, what, what do we call you? Watchdog and champion of the buyer and seller. Good on you, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. Tim O'Dwyer, it is uh, five to nine. This is 4BC. Back in just a moment.